This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. With the British Board of Boxing Control, but still not, they, they, they didn't let you fight back in November. The, so, what do well, it's, yeah. it's a shame, do you know what I mean? you got to remember, I didn't just win the hearing. I won the case with the WBC as well. So the WBC cleared me in January, we're forgetting that. I passed all my UCAD tests. I was cleared to fight. I won the hearing. They chose to appeal. What am I supposed to do? You know, just wait for that to... Just wait. You know, even though I've been cleared by the organisation whose testing was, but also won the hearing. So, what more do you want me to do? If they're sceptical, then that's not my problem. Do you understand it though? When, when you know, it's just it's high level elite sports that's and people. Pro- that's not my problem. Connor, when he says you know he's come out in the mud, you've had it all your own way. Does that kind of fire you up a bit more? Because you know we've seen how hard you work through this. Yeah, I mean, it's, of course people are going to use that that narrative. You know, I got it out of the mud, but the reality is, you don't have to get it out of the mud. Like, so because I come from a privileged upbringing, I can't be a boxer. You know, that's the reality of it. People want to get out of the mud and, yeah, that's a, that's a great story. I mean, we love a, you know, underdog story. But the reality is, you can be any background, you can be any culture, you can be any, live in any country, you can be whatever you want to be, irrelevant of your background or your upbringing. Does it put any pressure on it come Saturday night, uh, you know, what he said and things like that, or is it just important not to overlook him? I prepared for everyone diligently hard, so for me it doesn't matter who he is, you know, if he's, you know, it could be King Kong, it could be Mickey Mouse. I mean, I'm going to prepare exactly the same way. It don't make no difference to me. I work extremely hard um, and, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm dedicated to the game. So, for me, that's that. I don't want to take your mind off Saturday, but I have to ask you, Chris Eubank Sr. came out today saying that the Eubank Jr. fight doesn't happen. He's not a 160-pounder anymore. He's at 187 at the moment, walking around. Any response to that? And, you know, he, he's saying about Harlem Eubank. Of course he's going to do that. Harlem's the one paying him, not Chris. Not Junior, so... That's, of course he's going to say that, um, which is a, a shame because I wouldn't want to be taking food out of any of my, you know, out of my son's mouth especially. So, you know, that's, that's that. Did you hear his uh, assessment of Dobson too? He said, uh, uh, Chris Eubank Sr., I guess he said that they, that they dug him up while he was still warm. Like that's an old term that they used to, in terms of, you know, Lowering the, the who said that Eubank senior? senior yeah about about Peter Dobson. Well, what's that supposed to mean? Like uh, like he's a corpse, I think. Like you dug him up from the grave, but oh, he's still right. alive. He, 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 he soft opponent is what he's trying to say. Yeah, I mean everyone's a soft opponent until they're not. You know, so for me it's like he's that guy. That Mexican I last fall. He's that guy. You know that then fights that if you don't prepare hard, you can end up messing up it's just so much at stake you can't afford to overlook you can't afford to make mistakes you can't afford to put one foot wrong you know when it's so much at stake so for me I prepare for everyone as if they are my world title I've done that throughout my whole career but that's why I've developed the way I have 
you know so for me it's like if, if it's a warm-up fight I plan on making it look like a warm-up fight you know I don't want no tune-up fights or no warm-up fights being fights that they shouldn't be you know for what because of you know not being dedicated because of being lazy because they're not preparing diligently no not on my watch do you have any extra motivation to clear your name since people will still be skeptical like no, that's not the, but that's never the case you know you, what more do you want me to do I've been cleared I've been cleared what more, what do you want me to do you know I passed all my UCAD tests what, what more do you want me to do I guess I mean more, do you think it's something that'll go away if you just continue to win fights, pass the tests and the commission? People will always yeah. find um, excuse for my success. I've just been approved in Nevada to fight, I've been approved in Orlando, I'm approved everywhere around the world. Now you ask yourself, what's the agenda? When I've been cleared by the WBC, when I've won the hearing, when I've been approved to fight in Nevada, one of the strictest commissions around the world. Now you ask me, you're asking the wrong questions. So why do you think they're singling you out, you feel? I don't know, you seem to have done your homework, so do your homework on it and you'll find out. What were some of the, the things that they required you to do and that you passed? Like obviously there's probably other drug, um, other samples. Yeah. And it, so was those other samples cleared and they just kind of kind of went in and was like, well, it's not good enough, essentially? Sorry, you lost me. No, like, you know, like they always have like the A sample, the B sample. Like, what were some of the things that they, I guess, made there you was do? A re there was a reason why. There's a valid reason why. What a WADA case study done a study on it. If you Google WADA, Clomiphene, it will tell you everything you need to know. And that was the evidence. Connor, when your dad knocked out Aaron Barkley, he said like he wanted all the US names and then he got the Eubank fight next. Does it feel like it might be going some away like that? Do you think if you win Saturday, he takes the fight? I didn't even know that was the case. Um, I know my dad knocked Barkley out in one round though. Um, but for me, it's just a blessing to be fighting over here because the Ben name is familiar over here. And it's, um, it's a blessing to be headlining Vegas. I mean, who would have thought? You know, at 27 years young, no amateur experience, turned pro at 19, worked extremely hard. And, you know, to be headlining Vegas and see my name up in them lights is a blessing. There's another big fight in the UK Saturday, Boazzi Aziz. Why should people tune in to you if, it, if it's at the same time? Well, 22 fights, none of them have been a boring fight. You know, I always give people value for money, um, always entertain, and that's my, that's what I'm, that's what I'm here to do. It's the entertainment business. What's his he's great fight. Um, I don't know who I got in that. He's a 50-50 fight. I know Aziz probably is the underdog, but they're great fights. You like who you like. You know, if you want to watch a. Um, a devastating knockout, you know where to tune in. Now there's, uh, there's an American uh, fighter, John Boosanis. I yeah. know that. That's a fight that American fans would love to see you and him. I mean, is that a fight that Eddie and you guys can actually get to work out? Because no one seems to want to fight him. I've been calling the name. And I know you've seen me call the name. So for me, it's like, Jared, no problem. You know, people saying he's the boogeyman or everyone's scared or no one's scared. You know what I mean? No one's scared over here anyway. You know, so for me, he's a great fighter, talented, extremely gifted. Um, you can't, you can't knock that. You know, but for someone who's had so much amateur experience and someone who hasn't, I still feel ready for that fight. You know, because the pro game is a different game. You know, if I had had 33 fights, you know, fighting Van Herden, I fought Van Herden in my 19th fight. 
you know, so and I've done exactly the same thing. When Virgil Ortiz fought Samuel Vargas, done exactly the same thing, if not quicker. You know, when Sean Porter fought Sebastian Formella, done exactly the same thing, but better. You know, so that's my comparison. So, you know, I'm ready for them sort of fights. They, them fights are presented to me, I take them. We offer Barrios the fight, we offer Ramirez the fight, you know, so you guess the fight, Thurman the fight. Let's make all these fights. I'm willing to come to the States. I'm not sure I'm coming over here. Uh, also, Devin Haney as well. I know that's been circling a little bit. Like... Uh, I, he wasn't even in my radar, Haney. You know, the, the, Bill Haney mentioned my name. I said, yeah, no problem, let's get a fight on. And then he started being disrespectful. And, you know, but I know he isn't even that guy. You know, he ain't got to always be disrespectful and brush and rude and, you know, well, I don't know why you want to be, carry yourself like that. You know, but if he wants to fight, the fight's there. He wasn't on my radar. But we can make that fight anytime. Do you kind of relate to Tim Zhu? Like, he's, he's kind of trying to accomplish the same things you are, same kind of background with the dad who was a, a champion. And, yeah. Tim Zhu's killing it. Tim Zhu's killing it. And I know he conducts himself very, like, as if the pressure don't affect him. It's, you've, always, you've always got that on your, on, your, you know, on your shoulder. You've always got that there in your head that your dad is a living legend. You know, Costa Zhu's a living legend. And Tim Zhu's... You know, doing his own thing. I can't even say filling his shoes because he's got his own shoes and he's doing his own thing. You know, he's probably the most spoken about fighter in Australia, probably the, the number one pound, pound in Australia currently. So, you know, you've got to rate it. You know, even being through the adversity he went through being put down early on in his career um, to now getting where he is, you've got to rate it. Sports Social Podcast Network.